0: What is all this? The police have got it wrong. They're looking for one product. The Joker has tainted hundreds of chemicals at the source. Then whole shipments of products would be poisoned, and would all be dead. No. The poison only works when the components are mixed. Hairspray won't do it alone, but hairspray mixed with lipstick and perfume will be toxic and untraceable you figured this out take that to the press I might have some trouble with that a lot of people think you're as dangerous as the Joker (laughs) he's psychotic some people say the same thing about you what people well I mean let's face it you're not exactly normal, are you? It's not exactly a normal world, is it? Why did you bring me here? Well, you could have sent that stuff to the press yourself. You're right. There is something else you have that I want.
1: Like, we have to say, yeah, we meant to take that long of a break it's just between seasons. because we the strikes Yeah. We're, the we're supporting the writer's strike, I guess, but correct. I can't wait any longer. <laughs> they need to be done with it. You hear that the actors are starting to threaten to join it now, too? Oh, no, I think... So, uh, and that would stop all production of everything in Hollywood. Uh, what's his name uh, from Criminal Minds, Princess Bride? Mandy Patinkin. Yes, he... Uh, Brady Fart, but... No. Yeah, he... Uh, He's in part of the writer strike, is he? Yeah. I don't know if he's ever written anything. Or if I'm, I'm sure a lot of them have, though. Yeah, but writing. a lot of them are just supporting any, the writers. A, well, you think about it, any of them that probably did TV show, probably wrote. And um, even if they're not, that's just what I, they're just probably supporting the writers. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, first I want to talk about the Flash a little bit. Your favorite superhero of all time? Yep. And you have not been to see it yet. I won't <laughs> in the theaters. You know, as much as you like Flash, I'm actually surprised that you were yeah. just like, I don't care. I'm going to see it anyways because I've been waiting this long to see the Flash and everything. But I don't know if it's a I refuse to give them money type of thing or what, what, that, what are your thoughts on that? It's that uh, it's kind of uh, two things. OK. The first thing is the fact they got Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. In, uh, in that role. Yeah. First off. Because they, he he's a known whatever. He's got legal troubles right, right now. Right. There are insinuations that he is a groomer. Yes. That he's been grooming people yes. and not having appropriate relationships. And with. the studio knew that. They could have done something yeah. about it. I feel like uh, you had an actor like Grant Guston. 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 <laughs> Grant Gustin, you can tell Grant Gustin, <laughs> Grant Gustin, who has not, who has played that role fantastically and uh, is great in that role, and should always play that role, just because he did such a fantastic job. The showrunner screwed up on the TV show in the past couple seasons. See, I, I always, well, th- well I got to tell my second reason okay, real quick. Okay, okay Grant Gustin. Gustin. Yeah, Guston not being in, in the role. <laughs> He's then, France. Yeah. And then the, uh, he probably actually, that name probably is actually French, but. Um, looks like Gustav. Yeah. Man. They, uh, that, and then the fact that James Gunn took over DC. Yeah. And it basically just said, oh, we're going to, we're going to let, uh, you know, The Flash get by. Wait a minute. You're telling me you're not a James Gunn fan? No. That doesn't make any sense. Only in, really, Guardians. It's probably about it. He's but here's the problem. He was another person that was accused of some of these things. You know, like uh, uh, Grant Gustin? No, Who? James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah, that was a while ago because he had made certain comments on Twitter. Yeah, whether he was joking or not. You know, it is what it is. If it, here's the thing, you can't cancel one thing and not cancel another thing just because ninety percent of the time they're they're saying they're spouting off the same nonsense that you're spouting off right but then that one little one percent two percent that they're not you can't just let them get by and then let somebody else get by uh not get by with the same problems and the same things yeah you know it it used to be be nice to decide if you wanted to go watch a movie without having to worry about yeah just to actually watch the movie to be a uh, uh, nasty, gross people. Yeah, or or just to watch the movie and and be just enjoy the movie rather than have to be told what their political affiliation or uh, sexual affiliation is. Why <laughs> or should I just need to these know people that? People can't stay, cares? Out of, stay out of trouble and doing weird things that. Yeah, when we sit in there, we we, we actually call them out on it. It's like ugh, now, look, I can't even watch this movie yeah. now because I'm just thinking of the mind that went behind it. Yeah exactly yeah well um i will say that i took my son and that helped as a buffer you know kids are usually a lot more forgiving when it comes to movies yeah and uh he you know he mentioned when we got out you know and i i tried to stay keep my opinions to myself Mm -hmm. so i didn't skew his yeah his opinion but he was just kind of like well that was fun he goes man that cgi was terrible and he had a lot of questions he's like i didn't really understand some of the story so i think it you know you you sacrificed certain things like like it played to they tried to play to the snyder fans by having the conclusion be like general zod and doing all this so they tried to take what they wanted to from the snyder verse but then it leaves it the way it ends it's kind of just a big middle finger to uh to the Snyderverse, in my opinion. Um, this movie stars Michael Keaton as Batman Bruce Wayne. This also stars Jack Nicholson as Joker or Jack Napier. It stars Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. Do you say Kim Basinger or P- Kim Basinger? I just say Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale, Vic, 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 Vicky Vale. Val. Stop the
0: presses. Who is that? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale, Vic the Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vicky Vale. I hope I'm not interrupting.
1: No, not at all. Uh, that's from, it's from Batman.
0: Because that makes it better. <laughs>
1: Kim Basinger as Vicki Vale. Uh, Robert Wool as Alexander Knox. Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon. He's a G all through all four movies and all different iterations of the 90s Batman. Uh, as well as uh, Michael Goff, who plays Alfred. This also stars Billy Dee Williams as Harvey Dent. Jack Palance as Grissom. And many others that I don't think we need to really get into. Yeah. I will say Tracy Walter as Bob the Goon. He was the best goon. And I just remember him so much from my childhood. He's the one, the long-haired mm-hmm. uh, right-hand man of the Joker. Yeah, And he was also in the flashback. You can tell that that's supposed to be him in the flashback. Yes. So. Hey, where's Zeke the Plumber from? What is that from? Zeke the Plumber? Yeah, he wears a mask. Some kind of serial killer, I think. He's a plumber. Uh, I've seen something on, there's like retro 80s things, and they're like, if you know this person, I'm like, where is it? I swear it's from like a Silence of the Lambs or something like that. Oh, it's from um, Salute Your Shorts. It's from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, that's right. And uh, the one dude, the camp counselor dude is the one who... uh, dressed up as him remember yeah and made it real cream remember to do the dude that likes salami i do remember that now that you said that that is very traumatic now i'm like that i buried that i feel yeah. because i, I feel it too. coming up right now and i'm getting a little, uh, I'm a little ptsd i from saw it me. on facebook and i was like Wait a minute, where do i know that from i'm trying to put my uh, you know it should have just thought Salute to your shorts <laughs> well welcome to season four yeah uh we've we've had a lot of stuff that we've had to get mm-hmm. done and everything um, I can't find my thingy thing there it is um, yeah we've been busy with a lot of stuff you've been busy with yeah. Little League and different things like that yep. so we decided to just call it a break for season two it's to season three mm-hmm. we are slowly approaching our hundredth episode that's crazy yeah a lot of people thought we fell off but we back hey, we back um, so Batman 1989 there was a lot that led up to this um Before this happened, Batman was Adam West. That's yeah. how everybody knew Batman. And it right? was more jokey than it was any type of seriousness at it. Darkness, none of it. It was. It was not there. Even the Joker had morals. Where and nowhere in the comic books does Joker have any sort of morals. He's moralist. And and we can go down that rabbit hole because it's part of what we're talking about right, right. now because the differences in the Joker's, but you know, like I said, with that Batman, it we'll, was we'll, cheesy. Gonna, it was cheesy. It was right. cheesy. The Joker was hilarious. I mean, it, it could be like you could imagine the Joker at the end of the day getting with Batman and drinking a beer in that in that in that particular. T- Universe, yeah. I even talked about here in this movie the cheese is okay because it you got the like the cheesy colors and the Joker stuff and everything and the little flower, but it's backlit by like him being truly horrific and violent mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, straight up uh, using his flower to melt Alicia's face, yeah. and making her mind yeah. just crack and you know, wanting to do the same to Vicky. I mean, it's everything. almost like a precursor where somebody was looking at her and saying, you know, that's Harley Quinn, yeah, you know that's the early starter Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, a lot that would make some sense, exactly. And a lot of Batman rogue galleries, you know, it's, it, it could be like they can get cheesy, they mm-hmm. can get a little absurd and outlandish, but the way to make them work is to have the true gritty yeah. darkness and horror, yeah. violence and stuff behind that instead of being a Batman and Robin or an Adam yeah. West where it focuses on the cheese and mm. it's just silly. It's like, you can have, there's a lot in the comics, even, you know, Riddler, Joker, Killer Croc, you know, all these silly Clay looking. Clayface. Exactly. I mean, come on. So, it's not mean, even called Clayman, it's Clayface. Clayface exactly. It's like, what? So you get all this and it could be real bad, like you said, when you execute it like Batman and Robin, Adam West, and even the little parts of Batman Forever, although I'm a Batman Forever apologist. Yeah. Because um, I know, love that movie. You know Clayface, you know why they called him Clayface? He was an actor and he was known for his face. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. We have Clayface and Two Face. They're getting real hard yeah, on those faces. names. <laughs> um so this came out, uh, that's all of the public's perception. Yeah. You know, we had and we had Superman nineteen seventy eight, you know, that was really the only thing that was going around. But there was no superhero stuff, you know. Following this, then you'd have things like, you know, um, the phantasm or mm-hmm. the phantasm, the phantom um, Blade, a bunch of other different superhero movies that would come out. Yeah. But um, before this, it was just Superman. It was like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? This is real cheesy and everything. Well, yeah. in 1986, as they were trying to start this movie up, a guy named Frank Miller took on the Batman series and wrote the, uh, a couple of things like uh, The Dark Knight Returns. And I, I, can't, I think there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah. these were the true, dark, dark, mm-hmm. gritty Batman, like the darkest that we've ever gotten. And it's like, oh, Batman should be like this. Yeah, Batman should be crazy dark, <laughs> Uh, while also having these morals of, you know, try you know, not killing, even yeah. though that goes out. I mean, even, even Batman didn't dwell into like, like what green arrow did, you know what I mean? With, with the drug use and stuff like that. I mean, he yes. wasn't speedy. Yeah. My ward is a drug addict. I remember yeah. that cover. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, like he didn't even get that dark. But then once Frank Miller came around and introduced us and said, Daredevil, he's a bat. Hmm. That's live in caves and darkness they don't come out during the day for the most part you know they're nocturnal creatures spent his life pounding criminals faces in so let's give yeah. you an old batman that's going to take on superman yeah, he's as not well. smashing you know criminals faces in in the middle of the day right right like it's he's like hey i'm gonna let all the other heroes handle the daytime stuff i got the nighttime stuff and it's always been that way like you tried to fight Batman in the day you know how hot that suit probably gets you must be joking so right before this came out you know they, they had a couple different people they wanted for the, the role um, I think uh, Richard Gere Mel Gibson there was a couple people that were that they had in mind for who they wanted to be Batman not the five foot nine That's dude from Mr. Mom yeah. and from I can't remember there was another movie uh, was it Moonlighting No, that's the Bruce Willis one. It's it's something like that. But he's and and here's the thing: he's known as a comedian. Night Shift, I think, is what it was called. Um, But he's he's you know he's a funny guy and all that you know. So he he'd never done anything crazy serious. Now after this, I remember Pacific Heights. Do you remember Pacific Heights? They played this weird psychopath neighbor that moves into this family's little apartment, uh, multiplicity house, thing. And he's real creepy at that. Multiplicity that There's came a little with the weather. I like the clone of the clone. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> but but you know what? He he did such I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, that was a good movie because of what he did and he was All able to do with the different personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's not easy to do. Right. That's not easy to do to, to get to keep be totally different in every single character. Yeah. You know, the way they talk, the way they act, the way they move, the way they think. You know, every single one of them was different. That is that's acting. You know what I mean? That's acting is what he did that is, you know, a definition of acting. That's one of the definitions right there. Yeah, yeah, all those days kind of like um James McAvoy and doing all the personalities that he, he split, did. Split, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, um now this around this time, um like Tim Burton was like, "No, he's my guy." Yeah. Yeah, they worked together in Beetlejuice he really mm-hmm. liked how Michael Keaton could explore all that yeah. and so he's like I want to bring him he's my Batman and everything so like I said studios were real nervous all these different things um, same thing with the Joker uh, the Joker um, they went through a couple different people their first want was Jack Nicholson yeah. um, but he wouldn't sign on he was just not sure he didn't say no but he was like ah, I'm not sure but a Robin Williams wanted to do it yeah and uh, and you know the story with that. So what happened with that? Well, mainly uh, he wanted it. He told him he accepted it right on the spot. Right. And then Jack Nicholson found out that Rob Williams accepted. They it. told Jack. Nicholson. Yeah, and they told him that, and and he was so upset that they used him as bait, in, uh, essentially. Right. And I'm quoting this from from IMDb sure. on this, but they uh they they used him as bait to get Jack Nicholson on. Sound Therefore, out. you know. They were probably already planning a couple steps ahead, and they were saying, hey, this is good. We've got some ideas for some other villains. Riddler being one of them. Well, and they didn't even think about that then, but down the road when they're like, Riddler, obviously we need Robin Robin Williams. Williams. But he refused to do that, or any Warner Brothers pictures until they apologized for what they did. Exactly. So, I mean, there was that. Obviously, they didn't apologize for a while because... When that Riddler wrote came up, it, Jim Carrey rather than Rob Williams, so it must have took him yeah, a I think while that was to ninety four that that came out mm-hmm. was 90, 97 was Batman and Robin, so maybe it was like I don't know I can't remember. I, I gotta say dude that's I love that movie Batman and Robin I love it I, I don't did. care I, and you know what's the thing is is it's not so much because of Batman it's because of the villains and it's because of Robin you know I I think he did it I think I he think did a Robin, fantastic job at that I film. think he did better in Batman and Chris O'Donnell yeah, I like Batman Forever. I'll never hate on Batman Forever. There's so much about it. I mean, the soundtrack alone. Uh, you had Val Kilmer, yeah. who's who's kind of a... And this is a Batman who sorted out his demons by the end of the movie. You know, we've never seen that, right? In the comics, he's always yeah. dealing it for his rest of his life, yeah. all that. By the end of Batman Forever, he's figured his stuff out. Yeah. And he's basically said to the Riddler right before he killed the Riddler he was like I'm Batman now not because I need to be now because I choose to be yeah so by that he had and if you look at Batman and Robin that Batman with George Clooney he had no issues his yeah. one issue was Alfred was yeah. sick but he had no. He was fine. He was happy. It, he was get, about to get married yeah. to uh, Al McPherson. All yeah. this kind of stuff. So I mean, he had sorted out all this stuff. So that was an interesting way to go about Batman Forever. There was just, then you look at the Flash, Batman and Robin. Sorry, Batman and Robin just went way, way too much. I love towards I love Adam it. West for me. I love it. Right. I love every minute of I it. You know? I love, I love because Batman and Robin kind of brought back a little bit of that Tim Burton flair to it. With the scenes and the neon and and the uh, the scenes, I felt like it, it did bring a little bit of because uh, that's what I mean. We got to be real here. Tim Burton, this this original Batman is the only one that it's it's far from his his type of filming. I think. I think it's the furthest from his this, type of this filming. movie we're talking about. Today. Correct, correct. I feel like like he does darkness, like you know Sleepy Hollow things like that. He does darkness very well, but. It's also a comedic, comedic, a comedy in it. And as I, well. yeah, well, I don't see it, this as even a dark movie. I see it as a gothic movie. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, it, you know, it, Batman and Robin is probably closer to his aesthetic. Yep, and uh, you know, especially That's you know has I'm a saying. lot of it has some Christmas oh. stuff in it. He always do you know always has like a Christmas juxtaposed to darkness and everything, mm-hmm. right? With Edward Scissorhands, with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, with Batman and Robin. You know, you have those those dualities or whatever. I think that, um, that Batman and Robin was his closest to his aesthetic. Because when Batman and Robin came around, Tim Burton didn't want to do a sequel. But he's like, I'll do it if I have complete control. And Michael Keaton said, I'll do it if Tim Burton's directing. Hey, everybody, a quick cut from the episode real quick in this part i was obviously talking about batman returns my stupid brain took me from batman and robin both with a BNNR r to batman returns with a BNNR r or vice versa so yes i mean batman returns not batman and robin so um, that's why that one went a little bit more dark. And, you know, that one has a whole thing with, like, McDonald's pulling the toy line because the movie was just too dark and all yeah, that. But yeah. I honestly thought this one. This one is more because the the, the movie plot has so much to do with the Joker uh, being into, like, Art Deco, you know, being an artist, right? They said that when they were looking up at Jack Napier, Bruce Wayne found out that he had... Um, um, he had the smarts for chem, uh, chemistry, art, and something else. I can't remember what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, aptitudes for those, yeah. And so, Joker is very art deco, and that's what I see this movie as. It's like art deco mix- mixed with gothic, and that's how and you, noir, yeah, we and, noir. and a very much a noir type of story, um, just done in a very not hammy, cheesy way. I feel. You know, because they try to separate the all the Jokers, right? They have they have the the Heath Ledger the Anarchy type Joker, you know, the let the world burn type Joker. Then you have the, right, which a lot of people will tell you that that Heath Ledger Joker, as amazing as it is, that's not Joker. That's not the Joker. You know, no, I, it, I agree. It's like a a criminal dude that wants Anarchy and everything. And now it, his backstory was, was set up right. Yeah, his backstory was, was set up right. Right, right. Nobody knew where he came from, all that kind of stuff. So he was an amazing performance, but a lot of people would say eh, it's not really counted as a real Joker portrayal because that's not what the Joker's yeah. about, you know. Yeah, and then and then you know it's almost like they had to retcon his name and everything for the comic books because they went and said let's call him you know let's have him being Jack Napier and then you know. Batman's new uh, and Jack I, Napier was in the comics Yeah. one iteration of the Joker's yeah. past and everything. But what I'm saying is is with this they they started at the beginning with Batman's story with this film. Okay, you you yeah, you wanted to jump in. Let's, let's do it. Oh, I, I slowly get that way. I, I no, you're fine. I just did the one thing that I did want to say was that Go for it. the reason that uh, the reason that there was a little bit of and you might be getting into this, but a little bit of the canon kind of messed up is because because you were getting into Jack Napier and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But that's because there was a writer strike going on yeah. at the time and. The original writers like, look, I know Batman, and I did my research. Uh, Vicky Vale fi- uh, coming into the Batcave. He goes, that was not m- part of my script, and uh, the whole f- part of Jack Napier killing Thomas and Martha. That was because it's supposed to, it's supposed to be that it's just a random guy down on his luck. You know, that's yeah. what it's supposed yeah. to be for Batman. And and and, and that's the thing with Joker, <clears throat> you got different iterations of it, right? And mm-hmm. and this one is. Pr- particular is the beginning this is the beginning of Batman that's the type of story that they're selling yeah and I wrote down here this has to be year one because nobody but Knox believes that the Batman like Correct. nobody yeah believes that he's around even Vicky Vale comes in but that's just because she gets curious and then actually meets him exactly and that's the thing and another thing is that Vicki and Knox don't know who Bruce Wayne is Nope. They don't know what he looks like because mm-hmm. they're like, who are you and everything. They know um, the name Wayne. Yeah, they, they don't know what he does because they say, what, what do you do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they yeah. don't know that he runs Wayne Enterprises or whatever. So he must have been away for a while Batman training, you know, training yeah. to be Batman. You know, if we took look at Christopher <laughs> Nolan's, he was with, you know, the League of Assassins or whatever. But the fact that nobody knows what he looks like yeah. shows that he's been so like... Protracted from the, the the public eye, that he's, you know, nobody knows what he looks like. What yeah. he does. not so when he has these balls, this must have been like he must have only been Batmaning like, you know, for a few months. Yeah, and just enough to get the streets talking and the streets scared of what's. Well, yeah, what's he happening. starts out. He said he says I'm not going to kill you. I I'm just want you to you. tell all your friends about me. Don't kill me, man. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me.
0: What are you?
1: I'm Batman. They know, All they know is the Bat. And I, I love the fact that- The Bat? You know, ah, yeah, come on, yeah, man. not be a break. Yeah, and they, they don't ever- That's what's great about Batman, is that it doesn't matter if it's the Flash TV show, it doesn't matter if it's this or that movie, whatever. It it They all call him the Bat you know like even superman at first calls him the bat they don't call him batman yeah he's the it, bat is dead yeah Bury it. It, it, and almost in a way like they're playing along with that delusion of that is he really a man or is he half bat or is he you know a man dressed up as a bat you know what i mean it, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's 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 always that mystery behind him. Is he re- really a bat? I mean, because we're in a metaverse here where we got humans that can lift up buildings and yeah. things like that. So why couldn't you have a man person? That's a bat? like you have man bat in yeah. it's actually a and halfway through the movie when the goons shoot him and he's down on the ground they're like, there's no blood. They're saying that the suit looks like it's meant to look like his skin, yeah. like the, how it has abs and stuff. Uh-huh. They think that that's his skin. They're like, Oh, this is just armor. And they're yeah. like, so take his mask yeah. off. So, um, I'm yeah. sorry. That camera in that day and age would not have picked up what he looks like, and would not have seen his face. Period. I remember that she little was, split She was just going like this, I know, like she I she know. was just avoiding it. She probably got nothing but pictures of the trash can, it. and she already knew. Maybe, but he kept looking up, and apparently it was pointed good enough where he's like, ah, yeah. I better take this film from her. Yeah, I don't know. And he had to go diving for it. She put yeah, it. Yeah, the and cleavage. then he always seems to let like the women in his life know who. <laughs> it is but it's like why would you do that if you're that smart as batman why would you let other people know who you are especially women that you care about Uh because that can always be used against you just like we see in the christopher nolan films you know it's like you know he tries to keep his hidden secret but his kryptonite is women obviously right it's always been women um you know He's doesn't have kids. Yes, he's got Damien now, but that's from, from Ra- Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Talia. Talia Ghul. You know, and they had which I, I love that they did that. I love that they created a child for Batman, but for what I Actually don't Since like the two thousands, he never had a kid. Yeah. He never had a kid for a reason. I would have liked to have a Selena Kyle kid, but I'd never liked, obviously. I never liked Damien. They just got married. 10 years ago in the comic books, you know, um, I get that Jamie and supposed to be a a jackass and raised by assassins and everything. It's like, he is so annoying. He is, but it's, it's just kind of one of those things. His weakness is not children. I mean, if he, if his weakness was children, he wouldn't Batman, Batman. he would not dress up uh, a child to be Robin. Right. If he give a damn about kids, he doesn't care about kids. His weakness is women always has been always will be. Well, yeah. And that's one thing that I want to say in here, but like, like, it's women to a point, but really he's more focused on being Batman, even over women. It, it is, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as his weakness. Yeah. His weakness is the women in his life because, hell, he falls in love and gets married to a criminal. One criminal that, like, if it was a dude, he'd beat him up. He'd beat him up and put him in jail. Because, but the fact that it's a woman yeah. and it's Catwoman. Yeah, that's true. He would beat he up a robber. He marries her yeah he sleeps with her he marries her you know it's it's nothing like you know but th- you see what i'm saying that's his weakness that's batman's weakness well, it's typically in back in the day when she was created you know al i'm not even gonna get into that yeah it's not even <laughs> worth it yeah um so i wanted to get into like just the premise real quick what what everything started but just a few favorites first what's your favorite gotham gotham on screen uh it christopher Nolan one it's just okay. so clean cut but dark at the that's same time I, yeah so that's why I don't like that one now, now, now when you get into the third and the second one the city start, the city really does start falling apart a little bit you know and the first one the first one sets it off like it, with destroying the, the line and everything else like that you know smoking out the city that kind of thing but you get to see different stages. Well, you had the narrows there, and then ever, the city looked clean. It almost looked like metropolis. Yeah, you get in part two, right? And, yeah. and and you're like in the dark night, and you're like, wow, this is this is like a real city. They go to Japan. They go to Gotham is it looks like it's I mean, it's obviously New York City. But, yeah, or or well, Toronto. Kind of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, something like that. Or, I think it's either Chicago or Philadelphia or something yeah. like that. But But you see what I mean? It's it's kinda like one of those things where it's like it, it looks more realistic, and then you see Batman hanging up on the top of the, the building which yeah. makes it more real. There's some there's some iconic shots, and if that's what you go for, that's what you go for. I like the gothic feel. I like my Gotham to feel disgusting, grimy. You know, like we used to talk about how the turtle in the New York yeah. was with yeah. these turtles or whatever. I want Gotham to be just disgusting, grimy, and that's what we got in this one, and in the Robert Pattinson one, the new one that just came yeah. out, The Batman. I was like, man, this is like my favorite Gotham that I've seen in a while. But when I watched this one, Batman and Robin, or Batman Returns is yeah. pretty good too, but you really get to, that's more about the rooftops because you're dealing with Batman and, and Batman, Batman. and Robin, I felt like I, I was in a um, snow globe. You know, one of those shaky snow globes? Yeah, Batman and Robin. That, that's that, and Batman not, not Forever. Not Batman, Batman Forever. This is part two of this this type of series. Oh, Batman Returns. Re- Batman Returns. It made me feel like uh, I was in a snow globe. I like that one because while I feel like this Batman, this first Batman, it's more about the grimy streets and everything because you got a lot of those shots, Batman Returns is more about the rooftops because, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a huge part of like Super or Spider-Man and Batman is... All the rooftops, and you know, fighting with Catwoman on the rooftops and yeah. everything. So, while we got like the street level stuff here in part two we more went on the rooftops we went to different locations like the zoo and everything so i just like those grimy ones i can see that the shots you're talking about like especially after he first came as batman and then there's that wide shot of it kind of spinning around the building and he's kind of crouched on one thing with his cape spread around yeah that looks really cool uh favorite batman is michael Keaton. i was gonna do a top five or whatever but what's your favorite batman what's your top two i guess Michael Keaton Mm -hmm. and Ben Affleck I'm right there man probably in that order too Michael Keaton Ben Affleck and then and then and then Christian Bale I mean obviously sure but I'm sorry Ben Affleck looks more like the comic books like the older ones like the 90s comic book version and earlier he looks a lot more than Christian Bale ever did I'm sorry, but he was big and bulky. You know, especially Frank Miller's yeah, version exactly. of him. Frank Miller's version of him, the darker version of Batman, was big, bulky. I for mean, you to be called guy. for you to be called by Superman the most dangerous man on the planet, I feel like you have to look more like Batman's or Ben Affleck's Batman, correct? Than you would have to look like Val Kilmer's, yeah. George Clooney's, yeah. even Michael Keaton's Batman. Yep, but. Um, okay, and then uh, do you have a favorite love interest of Batman? Mine's a straight up tie between Selena Kyle and Vicki Vale. I think Vicky Vale is absolutely amazing for a love interest, and I love Selena, the Selena Kyle that was in Batman. I don't Trace. know. I like Kitty Holmes, man. So you like the Rachel? So you like Rachel? That Rachel over the other Rachel, the Gyllenhaal Rachel? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, the only reason I mean, the Gyllenhaal, Rachel, like she felt like a mom to me in the role, like that, like she was a mom actor, actress. Not nothing wrong with it, but I'm saying like Katie Holmes, you you felt like even in real life she was single, and on this she was single, but into Batman, this one felt like it was a mom coming in from soccer practice to. Or from hanging out with her friends or whatever to come and do film a movie. Did you get the sense in Batman Begins while you were watching, like just just inches from the right of the screen, is Tom Cruise watching, making sure that nothing yeah, funny well, is going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just exactly. kidding. We have to cut that part out. Yeah. So, reporter Alexander Knox and uh, photojournalist Vicky Vale. After we see an opening scene, you didn't of... ask me what Joker I thought was best. Okay, what Joker do you think is the best? jack nicholson obviously and then with with a uh after watching this i'd say jack nicholson i'd he, want to say mark hamill but mark hamill, i mean if i didn't know we we're doing sometime. that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah jack nicholson i've always said like heath ledger but uh, he's a really good criminal really good character yeah. in that but if i'm talking oh this is joker from the comics he's not joker from the comics yeah. so and, and and i felt like that joker like heath ledger's joker wasn't he seemed to be acting crazy. Yeah, but now, Jack Nicholson was the closest to the comics that I think we've. That's gotten. what I'm saying because Jack Nicholson was a uh, gangster and he was a homicidal. Yeah, person. What even even like even Jared Leto's was nut. I think was crazier than um, Heath Ledger's character. Now Heath Ledger did a phenomenal part part in uh, Joker, and he was worthy of what all the attributes sure. he got. He's the anarchist. But but the. I I felt like he was too much of a, uh, kind of like one of those uh, nerdy, uh, uh, nerdy tin hat wearing foes. You know what I mean? Tin hat (laughs) wearing foes. But like, like where I actually felt like he was a nutcase. Yeah. You know? Um, Well, this movie opened up and it, uh, you know, we have obviously kind of a fake out. You think, oh, maybe this is Bruce Wayne's parents, but- his dad is being a you know a jackass mm-hmm. and everything, so you don't usually see that with Bruce's parents and everything. Um, you kind of get the sense, oh okay. Before then, you see Batman watching the crime happen. Okay, this is present day. So yeah, I thought that at first too. Even yeah. at watching it again, I was like, wait a minute, this is flashback. This an not happening yet. Yeah. again. No, so um, we get a similar robbery of what happened to Bruce. Although this kid's parents stay alive and you got two muggers who, uh, they're, you know, they're not saved by. (laughs) Usually Batman saves, but in this case he lets the mugging happen and then just beats up the criminals afterwards. Yeah. So, um... Uh, after that, uh, basically reporter, Alexander Knox and photojournalist Vicki Vale, who is visiting Gotham to um, find out more about Batman, uh, investigate, investigate sightings of the Batman, um, who is a masked vigilante um, doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, they both attend a fundraiser hosted by Bruce Wayne, who is secretly Batman, having chosen this pass after witnessing a mugger murder his parents when he was a child. Uh, during this event, Wayne becomes infatuated with Vale. So, and I think that he's the one that invited her because remember when she first got there, she was talking to Knox and he's like, well, I don't have tickets to that event. And she goes, oh, here, I, I have them right here. Like, she came to town. It was almost like maybe Bruce had seen her pictures and seen her. And so he sent her pictures, and she goes, oh, there's stuff about this Batman. Anyways, maybe I should just uh-huh. go to Gotham. I don't know how all that happened yeah. or how Vicki Vale just got there that day, and she already has tickets to that thing. Um, but here's my thing about this 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 batman michael keaton's batman i see him as and i think i told you this already but i I see him as like a young 20s type of guy i'm sure he's older or whatever but that mentality where where you know he's got the vengeance as part of him but right now he's not focused on that right now he's kind of just having fun as batman's he loves scaring batman because you could hear when the the two muggers are talking about batman like there's some noise, but he's, like, behind him. He has to shift his weight to make some noise to make them look up. Like, he's, like, standing there ready to scare them, and they're not looking, so he, like, <laughs> makes some noise so that they'll then look up, and then he waits until then. As soon as they look up, then he goes, ah, and he puts up his cape, you know, just to be frightening, and he tells that one guy, instead of taking him to the police, he just throws him and jumps off the building, and somehow the police know where to find them because I'm sure that the, the family called the police or whatever, but somehow the family called him Bruce didn't like leave him in an alley away for the police mm. or whatever he just beat the crap out of him and jumped off a building you know when he's with, with Vicky and you know he's saving her and everything he's like getting the car you know he's driving around and then they get to this alley where they're running and you know he asks her how much she weighs and they go up and then they only make it halfway and he goes alright whatever you do don't let go and it's like, almost like he's like I'll be right back and he drops down so we can fight these people so she can go up yeah and so he's gonna go fight these people. It's almost like he's like he comes in to rescue her to show off and everything. Because when he's done, he could take her home. He doesn't. He puts her in his Batmobile and he takes her to the Batcave. Yeah. She's not like passed out anything. She knows the way to get to the Batcave now. Yeah. So why does he bring her to the Batcave? And she even says, "Why did you bring me here?" And he's like, "Well, you know, you have something that I want. Something else that I want. And Stole the film that she put in her cleavage. But why didn't he just make her pass out?" there on the street, take her home, take the film. Why did he have to take her back to the Batcave? Well, he's infatuated with her. Exactly, and he's showing off. Yeah. So I see this as a Batman that's not really, he's got the whole vengeance plan, but he's not as serious as he normally is. He's having a little bit of fun with it until he finds, until he hears, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. And as soon as he heard that, he goes, what? And then he got shot. And then later on, it's him thinking about that and then him realizing, this is the guy that killed my parents. I didn't know who it was when I was younger, but now I know looks like him, you know, a little version of him or whatever. He said the exact same thing. He's like, I say it to all my prey. You know, I just like the, the sound of it, you know? Yeah. So I think that's when he starts to get serious about everything. Yeah. Right? And, and it was just kind of confusing too, because he, you know, you're sitting there asking him and, 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 uh, well, he's, he's saying those particular words. And I love the way that they incorporated that into the, uh, to the movie, which which words the the uh, have you ever danced oh, with the yeah. devil in the pale moonlight and the fact that it made him you know think oh wait th- my the guy that killed my parents said the same thing yeah. I love the way that they they interlace that in yeah because as soon sense. as he said that you could see Bruce go what'd you say like yeah. like. I've heard that before. What did you say? And so, you know, and not only that, but like when she first meet him, when we we first meet Mm -hmm. Bruce, you know, he sees her and he sees her walk away and he's got things in his hand and he's sticking a pen over here and he's putting this little drink over here that might tip over and fall. Like he's really aloof. Like he doesn't know what's going on around. Usually we see a Bruce that's more serious, more upstanding. It's an act, right? He's putting on an act or whatever. This is a Bruce that's really just like you know whenever he the he tells him that Commissioner Gordon had to leave and he's like oh okay and he's like very unexpectedly and he's like oh right right he goes okay uh, there's some uh, you know we need more wine there's somebody that wants to see a menu and um, something he says something else and he's like give Knox a grant, a grant yeah. and he walks away you know like he's like real flighty and he's just like weird. Yeah, and, why what do you As Knox and Vicky are talking about the art, he's just like walking around just kinda like behind him, just smiling and looking at what they're looking at. Like like he's just like kind of like in the clouds, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you well Yeah well because he's a little nuts himself that's what i'm saying and that's what i wanted to get to is that you know keaton's batman is having fun scaring people he's immediately smitten with vicky and you know he's lost in the clouds when he's watching her which isn't how batman usually is so i think michael keaton's bruce well now is ba- every batman is like that after the fact even the ones in the comic books and like tv what? shows well you know the adam west he was smart logical you know deep you know when the comedy wasn't but it went with that campy style yeah Yeah, but he was smart logical there was no like he would finish off the day with hey go do your studies Robin and or Dick Grayson go do your studies I'm gonna sit here and have my drink and, and listen to some music before I go to bed Christian, Bat- Christian, Christian Bale Bales goes home, drinks a fifth of whiskey, and then uh, wanders probably the mansion. No, I mean, like, uh, the what we saw was was Christian Bale, he, you know, had this desire for Rachel or whatever, but he yeah. was basically 100% focused yeah. on this Batman thing, right? And then it wasn't until, uh, who was it? It was either Fox or Alfred saying, you know... People are going to start to wonder what you do with your time. And that's it. He's like, okay, well, what do billionaires usually do? So he put on an act while he was 100% still focused on what he was doing. No, I I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about more or less that, you know, everybody's like, oh, the Joker's crazy. The Joker's crazy. No. Which one's more crazier? The one that dresses like a bat? and uh, wanders the city in the dark and gets beat up and beats up people? Or is it the guy that's outly right there in your face knows a psychopath yeah. and, and just murdering people like he always normally does? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, which one's crazier? Yeah, and that's why I like this. It's just because he's he's such a... Uh, usually, Bruce is a 100% in control of his, all his facilities. He knows what he's doing. He Even if he's just playing along with certain things, this Bruce, he's just like having fun almost you know and kind of he's just touched a little bit you know what i mean like where he's just really weird and um, not taking things a lot of seriously until he's reminded again of why yeah. he's doing this. Yeah, like it's Batman. He's putting on this suit. He has tons of money. He made this Batmobile. This suit. He's having fun beating up this crime. It's almost like you know he had that growing up. I have to get vengeance, and so he started coming up with this idea of the Batman. And all this. And he's getting it ready, and as he's getting it ready, he's he's you know forgetting more about what brought him there, and he's kind of having more fun with it. And now there's this girl, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna impress her, and you know he's putting in a lot of personal time with her too, you know, and, uh, doing all this. And then suddenly, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? He snapped back to what did well, I, I start I, yeah, doing this? And moonlight? I know why, what you're getting at with that, you know, and I understand that, you know, I just yeah. think that that's just how I see yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it, he did have a change halfway through, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, you know, you could tell at the beginning he was basically kind of searching with, he was cared more about people knowing who he was, you know what I mean? And, and. You know, scaring the villains. Because here's the thing, he could have stopped that crime. Which one? The The one one at the very beginning. beginning. He He watched it right. He watched that. He could have come like at the tail end of it or whatever. But you know, Batman finds a way to like descend, come in, kick butt, and then go off, leaving the crooks knocked out the helpless people here for when the cops came. But the helpless people were down here, the crooks were on the top of a building. So how do the cops put two and two to find these people or whatever? That's what I'm saying. He should have stopped the crime right there. Exactly. You know, that, that would have been a lot more. I mean, granted, now he wants what he wants to do is he doesn't want the... It's almost like he doesn't want the city to feel safer. He just wants the criminals to feel more scared. He's creating the mythology of yeah. the Batman. He wants to be scary. So he can't come down in the light. He wants to control... Yeah. Where he's seen at, how he comes down, how yeah. he sneaks up on people, how he fights. When people shoot him with a gun and it doesn't do anything and yeah. he falls down yeah. and acts like he's dead for a few seconds and then raises back up again. Well, he just doesn't want people to think, oh, there's Batman. Batman saved us. No, he wants to h- hear, oh, the criminals, oh, we're so scared of Batman, we're not going to yeah. commit any crimes. Yeah, You know, we, that's what he wants We don't want any good, do. nice, thanks, yeah. Batman type thing. We want, this guy is scared. Where, where the Adam West, Batman is the one that wants the... The, the kids to idolize him and, and sure. look at him and say yeah. and good and job Robin. Batman he's yeah Robin be I want to be Robin one day kind yeah. of thing not where you know and the criminals be like this guy's a joke you know what I'm yeah. saying so and by wants, the end of it he he's a hero the, yeah he saves the day he works with the police and says here's my here's a letter yeah. from me here's a, a bat <sighs> signal blah, blah 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 so because remember he could have done that to begin with but he wasn't working with the police at all well the he all, was just having fun the ultimate sacrifice was done by Christian Bale's Batman in the sense that instead of making Harvey Dent look like a villain, he made Harvey Dent look like a hero and himself the villain. Right, right. And that that, the, that's that the ultimate the sacrifice of that the dark he did. Night. Yes, yeah. that's the ultimate sacrifice he did as Batman. Right. Um, I really like Eckhart, um, the police guy. It reminded me of the um, the dude in Gotham who was, who was Gordon's partner. Who was Gordon's partner? Uh... Oh Bullock Or Bellock Or not Bellock Bullock Something like that I think it was Something Bullock Or something like that But um He That Eckhart guy That was working for Grissom And everything I thought he was really good He's got the real deep gravelly voice And everything Uh You know what's funny Is he's in the He's in the Animated series You know that right that character's in the anime oh yeah well and that's the bullock guy that i think is in gotham but i think this guy is grissom he's probably based on that yeah or that character whatever it is but yeah and then he ends up dying but that's porkins from uh from star wars and everything and i think he was on we talked about that in indiana jones our indiana jones episode he was one of the government guys there but um i just like his character he's just so like gritty and you could like okay this is definitely a you know a bent cop and everything so um i like that character and uh, the joker in surgery okay so like when uh he drops the joker into the vat and everything i think at that point he still hadn't lost his mind yet now they said that what i liked about this is they said that jack napier always had because you know bruce looked at his background psychiatry all that he always had like these homicidal psychotic tendencies tendencies, yes where he would just fly off the handle like you know we saw him as the gangster cool laid back and everything but one of the reasons grissom didn't like him besides the fact that he was sleeping with his girl was that he went a little far sometimes and that's what you saw with thomas and martha wayne whenever he killed them he just he was doing he didn't have to do that you know he could have they could have just robbed him yeah but they shot and he almost shot the kid too yeah. And it wasn't until it's was like, let's go, Jack. He's like, see you around, kid. You know, and so he's always had these psychotic tendencies, but I don't think he had broken yet. I think that that turned his skin white. Obviously, he got the bullet ricocheted and it hit him in the mouth. And that's why they had to do the surgery that <laughs> caused yeah. him to have that smile. And as soon as he saw that image mixed with the what the well, chemicals yeah. did to his skin and yeah, his exactly. hair. Yeah. He just broke. He lost it. He, his mind went into the abyss. Well, you, you got to think about it this way. The reason why is because you look at him beforehand, right? He's always nicely cut dressed, right? And he's know, all they all have they all black and white suits. All the bad guys uh-huh. in there. He's the only splash of color. He's the yep. pur- purple suit. Yeah. And so he he always looks fashionably good. He he could probably he's probably an attractive man that could probably pick up somebody like Kim Basinger. You know uh, if. He wasn't a psychopath, but, right. you know, he could pick up somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like him seeing his... Like, he cared about his image. He obviously... Because he loved art. Yeah. Right? So, he cared about his image. He cared about art. In, in a sense but like gruesome art Gruesome That's what he art. liked right, right. the only thing that they saved at the museum art, is that real dark piece yeah most people that are artists respect like pretty much all kinds of art you know unless it's like real real dark and weird you know or in it. his case real bright and happy yeah. he didn't like any yeah, of that yeah but I, I kind of feel like that encouraged a lot of his break too you know yeah. that he now he looks because he didn't like hair, any of white. pictures until he saw mm-hmm. the dead bodies and mm-hmm. he's like oh now this is good yeah that's his psychotic tendency he's always yeah. had in yeah. him that he's kind of kept down and i think what it was he's always had those tendencies but the seeing that and have his mind break when he saw his his appearance not only what the surgeon had did to his mouth for that smile but his skin his hair color and everything i think at that point it's just like the the little 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 screen that would that would hold that stuff down those tendencies and everything it was just let go yeah. now I'm just laughing yeah. and all that so I think that, that that Joker and that surgery the how they had it all set up and everything you could just see it playing out in like a graphic novel and everything yeah. it's just awesome it's just legit terrifying right right, right, right. It, like whenever he's walking towards Grissom and he's in the dark
0: that you sugar bumps who the hell are you it's me Oh, Oh. thank God you're alive. i heard you
1: been. Fried, is that what you heard? You set me up over a woman. A woman! Must be insane. (laughs) Don't bother. Your life won't be worth spit! I've been dead once already. It's very liberating should think of it as uh, therapy (laughs) Jack
0: listen maybe we can cut a
1: deal Jack Jack is dead my friend you can call me Joker it's so good and he just gets closer and closer but it's still in the dark and I showed the boys and stuff and they were just like really creeped out by how yeah. well that that was shot well that's just like like having that white and, face and, in the dark and in a way we've been shown that Batman's weakness and, and I like to look at their strengths and their weaknesses right like Batman's strength is he justice comes before everything in a way you know what I mean even even if but his weakness is women but one doesn't trump the other the women don't trump the justice Meaning that if they had a woman uh, captive, say, Mm -hmm. but there was the difference between killing one woman and an entire city, Batman would choose the city. You know? Well, yeah. We've been proven that Superman might not. Now, you say that, but when there was stuff going down, he went for Rachel and not Harvey. He ended up, because the Joker lied to him, he ended up getting to Harvey, and he lost Rachel, but... You know, and that's the problem with Batman is he trusts or just lets the Joker get away with entirely yeah. too much. But, you know, he did go after the girl before he went after Harvey, who was the one that was supposed to save the city. Well, true, but no. it wasn't a difference between it was it was Harvey's life and her life. Yeah, that's the and difference. that could have just been that Batman. Yeah. If it was the difference between a whole bunch of people and one girl's life, he would choose a whole bunch of people. I feel now. Joker's, in a way, is kind of the same thing, but his obsession goes into being Batman. Batman's his obsession. You know? Yeah, it took a while for him. He is trying to make Batman to break Batman's morals. He's always done that. That's his obsession. It's not even so much, you know, he knows he can do crime, he knows he can murder people. He is there is a method to Joker's madness. People say there isn't. There is a method to Joker's madness. He wants to break Batman. He's always wanted to break Batman. Yeah. That's his obsession. That's his his weakness. He could have killed Batman a thousand times over in the comic books, movie series, things like that. And he does somewhat try, but I don't. I don't feel like if he really wanted to kill Batman, he could. Just like Batman, if he really wanted to kill Joker, which, as we're proven by Superman, that maybe and by Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flash movie, we're proven that if you do kill Joker, the world is better off. Yeah, it but is a proven fact that the whole letting the Joker stay alive has nothing to do with anybody else but Bruce. Bruce is like I cannot do it because if I do it. I will then do that to everybody. He goes, "That is just a rule for myself. He doesn't want Nightwing, he doesn't want Jason Todd, he doesn't want any of those guys to do it either. But, you know, and he tries to save them because he thinks that's what's going to happen to him, but he knows that if he does that, then that will allow him to you know, give him permission almost to start doing it to whoever he wants. He's afraid of what of what how his what his reaction will be if he were to do that. But I think you get you get a fine line. Like, I don't agree with murder at all, period. But right. if we're talking com, being in a comic book, comic book terms, stuff like that, he has to know that killing Joker is the only best it's option. one of those moral things. That's you that's know? the reason that Superman kind of questions him about it. And so the Superman he, killed the Joker. There's the reason Jason Todd questioned him about it. It's the reason Wonder Woman has said, you know, if you had only done it, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I like about this Joker is this Joker's not like that. The rest of the Jokers are obsessed with Batman, right? He's not obsessed with Batman. He's just obsessed with power and control. And and his ego. Like, yeah. both of these guys have egos, right? Who is the bigger freak, right? Yeah. And, like, when he picks up after he kills Grissom, in the newspaper, he's like, winged freak. Terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. He wants to be who everybody oh, talks man, that's about. He's—he's the—I uh, know. And like, boop, boop, boop. I mean, think about it—the guy that came from one over the cuckoo's nest, yeah, to doing this type of film. It felt him, it probably fit him like better than OJ's glove. You know what I'm saying? This is Jack Napier just unleashed to do all the things he ever wanted to do. He was restrained by Grissom one and, you know, societally. I don't want to be the crazy person, you know? Now he's just letting his crazy person out and everything. And so it's all about can I make a bigger splash than Batman? I want to run this town. I want to own this town. It's not about a like a me versus Batman, which is usually what the Joker's about. But, and you see it, he keeps like, you know putting a a boxing glove through his tv and just getting so angry that batman keeps getting all the press and so finally then he turns his sights towards batman he's really more obsessed with vicky but i think he just wants to get vicky at the point where he got alicia because well total control that's what he wants to do he want here's that's why he attacked his boss like first and foremost because i mean yeah he's saying hey my boss set me up you know what I mean? And and the, the head, Falcone, I right? Thought, was that well, Falcone? No, it was it Tony. His name was Fal- Tony. It should have been Falcone. But I Tony was like, Falcone. I was like, this could have been Falcone. This could have been... Who was the other one? Salvatore Moroni. Mm-hmm. Those are the two big gangsters in the the Batman. I was like, man, they could have used that. That would have been awesome. But it was cool that also... Because when I was younger, I didn't know Harvey Dent was always a huge part of the comics. It was more like I saw him in Batman Forever, and I was like, oh, this must be like kind of a newer one that they're putting in the movie. Yeah, at a younger age, you're not like, oh, that's Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face. No, yeah. that's Two-Face. And when I was that's younger penguin. watching yeah. this movie, yeah. I never paid attention to the fact that Billy D. Williams was Harvey Dent. You know, I I didn't care about that stuff. I only paid attention when Batman was on the screen or whatever. So I didn't really get the whole Harvey Dent. And now you watch it now and you hear Jack Nicholson saying, you know, Harvey Dent is looking into Axis chemicals, which obviously is based on Ace chemicals from the comics. But for some reason they call it Axis here. But, um, you know, this is a typical plot from the early age of comics, right? What's the threat, the plot? Joker poisons makeup and beauty products. Batman figures out the chemicals and foils the plan. But it's done in an epic scale, right? so you know you have uh, th- that's just a basic you'd see that in like the early age of comics right mm-hmm. it's like oh no the beauty products have been laced with chemicals Batman needs to find out the 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 formula and save the day and everything that's but definitely it's, a Adam West uh, kind Adam of West Batman type or of, just uh, like the silver age of comics when it yeah. was like cheesy Batman yeah. you know back in the day but but it's done in an epic Burton gothic type of scale yeah. now Christian Bale and all, it's like we're that. gonna blow up the city yeah exactly city. now Nowadays, any superhero movie—it's end of the world, end of the city type of threats. When it's not just like this, this little sneaky thing as far as these chemicals or whatever, however silly they may be. But but that's in the comics too. These chemicals that the Joker does—I mean, he uh, literally, well, technically, when Harley first came out, all she was was just a circus performer. But I love when he came out, Harley, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I thought she was. You mean she was a psychiatrist? Well, she was with the original comic books, She was just a uh, a uh, she was a psychiatrist, but she was a clown performer. You know what I mean in the original in the original, original cartoon. Yeah, where, because where she first came she, out as the Batman, a Batman cartoon. The, 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 the animated series is when she was first introduced. But I thought she was Harleen Quinzel, the uh, right. psychiatrist. But what I'm talking about, where you see Margot Robbie's version of Harley Quinn where they dip her in the space the same stuff that Joker was dipped in. Well, he pushed her down. Right, right. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that that one I enjoy, I like a lot better because then it makes Harley being like a psychopath. And he explains why Joker is Looks and acts the way he does? Yeah, I just didn't like the Suicide Squad way of doing it because it wasn't the chemicals that made the Joker snap. It was his all his tendencies and the fact that he was now looking like this. It was a whole accumulation of things that just make, made his mind snap. But um, it's all really super violent, um, you know, because he's obsessed with not only being the best in the town, the, the biggest headlines, but also Vicki Vale, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he basically shows her how he most likely squirted acid at Alicia's face and scarred her and to, and appeared to have broken her mind forever. But we don't look at it as like, that is horrifying because he's wearing bright, beautiful colors. Yeah. And we got Prince yeah. singing in the background with this poppy song, you know, yep. black and white. Tim Burton didn't like the fact red that Prince was green. in there. He well, the songs. there was part of that, but it was really Danny Elfman had things against it as well. Mm-hmm. But um, you know because the colorful colors and the, the music is silly so it makes it feel less violent but you actually like whenever he goes here smell my flower and then he squirts and then Vicky jumps out of the way right you're like oh that's what he did to Alicia and you know she was just like his his thing his little side his thing piece or whatever yeah. and but then he just like broke her mind just by it so yeah that that's a really good. Uh, you know Harley Quinn type of character that they yeah. included in here mm-hmm. before Harley Quinn was even a thing Um, so we talked about why would he bring her to the back cave we both agree that he was just showing off right after the museum yeah. scene and by the way I love the whole speech where he's like I was in the bath one day when I realized why I was destined for greatness you know how concerned people are about
0: appearances this is attractive that is not that is all behind me I now do what other people only dream I make art until someone dies see (laughs) I
1: am the world's first fully functioning homicidal artist
0: what do you want
1: my face on the one dollar bill
0: you must be joking do I look like I'm joking
1: Those lines are great. I mean, you can see that being in trailers. You must be joking as the Joker or whatever. So I love those lines. And then right before, you know, he breaks through the window, and it's just a great scene. So he brought her to the Batcave to show off. He gave her the files and stuff, but he could have dropped those off for her apartment. He didn't need to bring her back. You know, it was one thing when he brought Katie Holmes back to the Mm. Batcave because she was out of it. She didn't know how to get there. But like. You have a photojournalist who wants to find out who Batman is and you're bringing her back to the Batcave. She knows where you're going right now. She could just go and redo it again. Anyways. um, But when they're talking there and she's like...
0: A lot of people think you're as dangerous as the Joker.
1: (laughs) He's psychotic.
0: Some people say the same thing about you.
1: What people? what people like like it's completely (laughs) like like he's genuinely surprised that people think he's psychotic like wait me what are you talking about you know he doesn't understand that yeah you got a little a few bats in the belfry if Uh if you if you will Uh you know And, and and so i like how unaware of himself he is um as far as that goes another scene whenever they go into the apartment and michael keaton's like you know nice apartment lots of space And then who says the exact same thing whenever he comes in? Joker. The Joker. He comes in and he's like, this is a nice apartment. Lots of space. He says the, (laughs) like verbatim. Uh So that's showing the duality of these Uh, two and everything. The yin and yang. Um, So I guess we should, I I don't think, I don't know if I actually asked you, what do you think about this new origin story, the the, the, uh, parent death scene? When he thinks back and he's like, oh, it was Jack Napier. Are you, Do you have a problem with that? No. Do you have a problem with it not being Joe Chill? No. Obviously, nobody else does. You know, you got yeah. everybody talking about Christian Bale's Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, and you always hear the conversation, go back to Michael Keaton, right? This is a Batman who killed people. Yeah. This is a Batman who didn't have Joe Chill. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's not really just all about what's canon and what's not it's how yeah. you present the characters right. but it never bothered me actually when I was younger watching that movie I never knew about Joe Chill I had just assumed that because I didn't read comics as much as you right. I just assumed that okay so the Joker killed his parents and I assume that was the whole thing between those two mm-hmm. or whatever so I never knew that wasn't a thing um, do you like the romance between him and Vicki Vale no no not at all nope. even when she's brought into the Batcave Nope.
0: tell me if I'm crazy That wasn't just another night for either of us, was it? I mean, we we both got to each other, didn't we? Why won't you let me in? Why? You got in. I've loved you since I met you. But i don't know what to think of all this i really don't look sometimes i don't know what to think about this it's just something i have to do why because nobody else can look i tried to avoid all this but i can't this is how it is it's not a perfect world it doesn't have to be a perfect world I just gotta know: Are we gonna try to love each other? I'd like to, but he's out there right now, and I've gotta to go to
1: work. Now, how do you think she got into the uh, into the? She's back literally day. telling me she loves him already. It's been said, like I know she said, "I loved you the moment I met you." Yeah, that's <laughs> no. I, lo- I, I love uh, the money. The what? I love the money that you make. That's oh. what she really is probably thinking. I don't know, maybe. But, you know, he, like, uh, what did Knox say? He's like, he's he's such a, uh, what did he say? He's such a something, a rich something. But, but Vail, you can find so much better. Um, I don't know. I, I like when, when she came into the Batcave, how do you think that happened? Were you like, what the hell, Alfred? Yeah. I wasn't. I saw as the scene before that when we saw her, that's when she found out what happened to his parents. That's when Knox showed her he's like I think your friend's a little messed up than you think he is. She's like, "Oh, he watched his parents murdered right in front of him, gun down right in front mm-hmm. of him." And then Knox says, "What do you think that kind of thing does to a kid?" And right then she goes and she picks up all her stuff and she leaves and he's like, "Vale," he's like, "You know, don't get personal or whatever." And that I think at that point she realized that that's what it does to a kid. Yeah. It makes him want to turn into a vigilante that goes and beats up criminals. And not not just that alone, but the fact that she probably deduced Batman would have to be rich to do all the things he does. She's seen his cars, she's seen his his outfit, all that, his toys, whatever. She probably said, What does bat and she's like, What does Bruce do? Remember she asked him earlier, what do you do for a living and stuff? And he's just kind of like, he doesn't really do anything for a living. Because remember, nobody knows he's part of Wayne Enterprises because he's hasn't been out. So he's probably not running the company. Um, and then there's also the whole, um, when she said, this house is not you, right? You know, whenever she was looking at the mansion, yeah. she's like, the, he goes, well, some of it is. Some of it is very much is me. Some of it isn't. I think she realized that the Batcave was part of that and that's who, it, that's who was more like him. So anyways, I think she showed up at the house, and she said, I know he's Batman. Bring me to him. And so Alfred goes, okay. I'm sorry, but we you point, come from a world down, the... where Superman only has to wear glasses to hide who he is, but Batman is able to get deduced that he's Batman with a simple couple things here and there. But that's the danger Bruce takes on when he lets a woman into his life, because think of it. Bruce keeps everybody at a stance, uh, like at arm's length, right? What happens when he brings Dick Grayson in as, as his ward? He finds out that he's Batman, right? Yeah. What happens when Vicki Vale gets close to him? She finds out that he's Batman. What happens when Selina Kyle gets close to him? She finds out that he's Batman. What happens when blah, 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 Chase Meridian, you know, from Val Kilmer's? She finds out he's Batman. Anybody who gets close to him... Is able to, if they know Batman and Bruce Wayne, then they can put it together. But that's the thing. Like, Selena Kyle, I understand. But the rest of them, no. I mean, they're not around Batman. Vicky was around Batman a lot and yeah. she was actually or was she well I don't know she knew about Batman really before she knew about Bruce Wayne I just think so, it, it's a, it's a plot hole in my opinion it could be it could just be that she's got that intuition like there's something weird about this person probably putting the voice together uh, what he's doing this for and then what do you think that does to a kid that comment different things I think she eventually just deduced it told Alfred and that's why he brought it so I'm trying to just take the heat off of Alfred here so he's yeah. not like why did you let her into the I, I think it's just he even says that, in the next movie yeah. who let Vicky Veil vale in the Batcave. I mean, the ultimate plot hole is the glasses on Clark. That's the ultimate plot now, hole you in say any that, movie or any story is Superman's glasses. But I'm just going to say this. Christopher Reeve did an amazing job at, and there's actually a moment in the movie where you can see where he takes off his glasses, he stands up straight, and he, li- he yeah. just turns no, into Superman. Yeah. One of it is like in those movies, Clark's hair was parted this way, Superman's heart, hair is parted this way. So the part, plus the glasses, plus the fact that he's like, huh, Lois, you know, and he's hunched over and everything yeah. like that. Like, yeah, to us, we go, okay, that's still ridiculous. But I think Christopher Reeve did the best job of explaining how somebody could trick somebody into just... you, you got to be the most terrified, weak-looking person so that nobody would suspect you're this powerful, powerful person. Yeah. But yeah, um, In the finale, Batman was looking around the city for where the Joker would be and saw spotlights in the air. And I wonder if that's where he got the idea for the Bat-Signal. Because remember, he didn't have it before. Remember, he wasn't planning on working with the police. Yeah. He didn't give him a signal. By the end, he had that. But remember, he was he came into Gotham. He was looking around, and then he flew straight to the where the spotlights were. And I'm like, I wonder if he was like, "Hey, that's a good that's a good way to signal me yeah. or whatever." And there was a couple different times of spotlights where he, was like yeah, the spotlights were used. Yeah, because Adam West used the bat phone. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I told the boys I was like, you know, they didn't have the bat signal in the old show. They had the phone straight to the commissioner and everything. Yep. But, um, okay, when Batman is shooting at the Joker at the parade, right? This was obviously ripped off in The Dark Knight, right? Whenever he's like, hit me. I want you to do it. I want you to hit me. And he's like, ah, and he, like, shoots, but he misses, and then he curves, and he crashes, just like happens in this movie. Uh And he misses the Joker somehow. But, yeah, the Joker can hit him with a really long pistol. So how did Batman miss? We saw him target, right? The missiles destroyed the floats. And then we saw the thing go, beep, 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 beep. beep, And he shot, and it's just, like, shot up the street all around him. Everything but the Joker. How did he miss? Or do you uh, think that was part of him going, like, just pulled away at the last second because he didn't want to kill the guy? Possibly, because he doesn't, even when he has killed people, it wasn't with guns. It wasn't with... That's what I'm saying. I mean, know, this Batman uses guns, and uses bullets and everything, but I'm just wondering why he missed, or if he, maybe he missed on purpose, pulled away at the last second because he didn't want to murder. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a question I have Batman just And not only that, Batman doesn't kill or hurt people with guns. Yeah. You know. Um, I do love how Batman is so hurt and exhausted that he's stumbling around at the end, struggling to find the energy to keep going. Remember when he like stumbled yeah. into the benches and they yeah. all tipped over and everything? I like that. You don't see Batman like he just had a plane yeah. crash. He just survived a plane crash, yeah. so like he's like stumbling around, and this is still year one Batman. Yeah. So he's like, shit, that hurt. You know, yeah. just like he's out of it a little bit. And that's another thing I want to say is that for the first time, Batman had his butt kicked by a regular old henchman. Um, though he did just survive a plane crash. So, uh, I I was given props to that one last dude that he was fighting. The one that he grabbed with his ankles and threw down the thing or whatever. He kicked Batman's butt oh, he did. in that movie. Yeah. Like, like we've never seen Batman yeah. get his butt kicked, but he just survived that plane crash. He's not so. used to getting his butt kicked as much as he. You know, in a way, he probably got his butt kicked more in this movie than most of the other movies he ever did. I mean, yeah, fighting Bane, okay, I get that. You know, but I mean, fighting regular day to day criminals, this is the movie that he got his ass kicked. I mean, but he just survived a plane <laughs> exactly. crash. Exactly. So. But no, what I'm saying is, like, all the other movies. He doesn't really get his butt kicked, you know, because it becomes comical like the, in the future, you know. Yeah. But I like when he gets his yeah. butt kicked. It's like Makes Batman is, is awesome, but he's not just going to just body every single person that he meets. Right. I mean, for the most part, he will. That's the point of Batman. Right. But I like to see every once in a while, hey, there's another guy that really knows how mm-hmm. to fight well. You're going to have a little challenge with this. And right. that was, you know, him out of it or whatever. Yeah. But um, whenever he had him backing up, And he was like, you know, uh, you, I made you, you made me first. You killed my parents and stuff. Um, Joker says, I was a kid when I killed your parents. Did he know that that was Bruce? Because how would he know? Unless there were reports be like, hey, we we found bodies. And, you know, I'm sure people talked about it. It's the Waynes, you know, it's the Waynes. How did he know Batman was Bruce Wayne? Um, well, because he said you killed my parents in that alleyway. He didn't say alley. He said first of all, uh, Joker says you idiot. You made me remember. You dropped me in that vat of chemicals, and uh, you know I, I, it wasn't easy to get over. And believe me, I tried or whatever. And then he punches him a few times. He's like, um, "You killed my parents." He's like, "I made you. You made me first, and everything." But he said, "All he said was you killed my parents." And that's all he said. So I'm assuming he hasn't killed a lot of parents. Either that, or he—that's just the thing that he used to do back in the day. But he if we're going to give the leeway for all these people that that have been hanging out with Batman and figure out Bruce Wayne is Batman, that's what I'm saying. You know, Does, he he probably has it out. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure if if hell if Vicky Vale or any of these other people can figure it out, I'm sure the Joker could. He's a smart guy too. And the fact that he said I killed my parents—how many parents do you think he actually killed? Probably not a lot. Could have been, uh, but you know, a lot of other criminals, but the most famous. What if you kill somebody and there's no even, there's not even a kid there. Like you just killed two random people or or whatever. Right. So what I'm assuming is that Jack in the last 20 years has only done like mob hits, like major Mm -hmm. killing criminals, other Mm -hmm. rivalries or whatever. Well, that's what I was saying. But back when he was younger, he was ripping off, you know, regular folk in alleyways. Maybe that's what he, where he got that from. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're going around killing parents, you're going to eventually get, caught, you know, more so than the criminals because, you know, people are going to be pursuing you. So he's probably only killed like one set of parents and it just happened to be, and he probably read in the newspaper, Hey, that's Bruce uh, Wayne's parents. uh, That's the Waynes. There was survived one kid. He saw the kid. He probably put two and two together right off the bat. Either that or he just like, look, I assume it's one of the parents that I killed when I was younger. So I was a kid when I killed your parents because I haven't killed any people that and i don't know that's that was a weird thing maybe it was just a writer's flub of something or maybe there was extra scenes that were cut or something in a script that was cut where he did find out so you never know because they had that scene in where bruce was just bruce in her apartment and he's like come on you want to get nuts let's get nuts so anyways um do you have anything else you want to say about this movie i love the finale the, uh, I love that that music. the Prince I love the Prince at it. I don't oh, care yeah. what Tim Burton said about it the fact I mean but I uh, Prince my idol so you yeah. know I mean Prince is one of my idols mind you but um, man I, I can't say Black much about Prince. White, Prince I love Prince everything king. he has ever done I am a huge Prince fan Which what's your favorite Prince track in this movie the museum uh, trust. one or the trust at the yeah. very end trust mm-hmm. yeah I like it yeah, that was good. But I mean, the fact that you put Prince in it too just made it that much more because Prince fit in this film. I'm well, sorry, just story, like Burton film fit in this film, Prince fit in the same. Tim film. Tim Burton wanted Danny Elfman to do yep. the music because he had done him for uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice, and so he brought him on. But the studio is like, well, we want Prince. We want you to. We want the score 80s, and the early 90s feel to the movie. We don't want the the you know separate i felt like they did they put prince in there and danny elfman recognized hey this is a smart move but i think he the, they two were able to work together in a sense but uh, you know I, I felt like they did that just so that you could bring batman more to life and more to being in our real world you well, know where to I mean because it, like you have prince in our world you know, you don't have something like Beetlejuice. It was, it could have been in a whole other dimension. It, it could have had nothing to do with our world. I felt like bringing Prince into it brought it into real world. The well, studios always want pop stars and things that are going to bring yeah. more money and everything. But um, I, uh, I think that the uh they first said they they wanted him to come in and do the score together, which like Danny Elfman was making his name as pe- as uh, a guy that would do you know a conductor and do scores and yeah. everything um, but Prince wasn't there and so Prince uh, Danny Elfman knew that he would just be basically taking everything that Prince was scoring and just writing it down as music sheets. so yeah. he would be a glorified arranger and he goes, I can't do that. And so he quit. He's like, Nope, just give it to him. and so they came back to him months later and said, Okay, we still want we want you to score it. Uh, Prince will just do a few songs that are gonna be incorporated into the the, the, the deal and stuff. So you know, and then, you know, they did kind of the soundtrack together, but Danny Elfman got to score it by himself and everything, and so it gave it that flair. I just love that finale song. I don't think we've ever gotten a better superhero wrap-up music. <laughs> well, that was the, the original. I know. The, 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 yeah. the other part was... Yeah. 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 Bah, 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 bah. yeah yep. Yeah, that. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, I was listening to it so loud in the car yeah, yesterday. I bet you but it's a great movie. Uh, what's your favorite scene? When um, uh, I want to say when he realizes that Joker is the one that killed his parents. Okay, when they're in that apartment, yeah. and then he goes back and does the flashback and everything. Yes. Yeah, it was a very serious part. My favorite is uh, basically from when she gets to the museum to when they get to the Batcave. Yeah. So that whole set piece of yeah. them at the museum. That's well, well filmed. Batman yes. coming down, then the chase going up there, and then going back to the Batcave and stuff. I thought that was great. That was probably yeah. my favorite. Absolutely. And a, a great Batman entrance. Probably one of the best Batman oh, entrances yeah. coming through that that plate glass. So. All righty. Well, uh, I really enjoyed this. we got to get to Batman Return sometime. We could probably leave yeah. it close to Christmas because I consider it kind of a Christmas movie. Um, And so we can maybe leave it till then, or we can do it in a few weeks, whatever you think. Like I said, the air conditioning in this uh, studio is going to be fixed here soon, so we'll be able to get in here more often. Uh, We got a lot of stuff planned coming up. Uh, I think Kaylee and I, uh, she's coming into town. We're going to be doing... We need to try to finish up Harry Potter. So I think we're going to do Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince, and then probably me and you take care of the last one or the last okay. two or whatever okay. but some fun things planned for season 4 so we appreciate you guys coming back and uh, spending time with us uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us we're on all social media at the post credit podcast except for twitter we're at the post credit our email address is the podcast at gmail.com we have a website it's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com and we're on youtube uh, we appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next time wait till they get a load of me